Blog Talk Radio. Greetings to everyone, and thank you all so much for joining us today. My name is Brother Hawk Bolden, and we're so grateful to the Lord to be able to come before you and share with you the things that the Lord has uh, laid on my heart to share with you all today. So uh, if you have your Bibles, let's go to the sixth chapter of the book of Luke. And we're going to continue to talk about what we started yesterday, if the Lord will, uh, to others. Uh, and this is a series that I think is very, very important in the in the uh, in our Christian walk, uh, because I think that it is one of those things that if we would practice it, it would help us in so many other areas. And you know, it's, to me, this is one of those those teachings that if we will do just this simple thing, you know, <clears throat> do unto others as we would have them to do unto us, uh, it it would heal us in a lot of areas. It would. Um, it, w- it would help us in a lot of areas that we are praying for. You know, a lot of times people pray and ask God, God, will you help me? Will you give me more love? Uh, will you do this for me? Will you do that for me? Will you take this bitterness away from me? And if and if we are not careful, we can be disobeying God's word, waiting on him to do something when his word has already given us instructions on how to be delivered from bitterness and anger and malice. If we do unto others as they as we would have them to do unto us, uh, that would wipe out the bitterness. You see that that would take away the malice and the unforgiveness. You see that. It, it, but listen, a lot of God's word does not come by feelings. And what I mean is, a lot of things that we walk out in the things of God in the in the Word of God, we have to do those things to just to be obedient, not because we feel like doing them. And so basically this God's word is designed to help us to push past flesh, to help us to push past feelings and how we feel and to walk in the faith realm. And in other words, you know what, Lord, nevertheless, it's our word. I don't feel like doing this, but because you said it, I'm going to do it. You see that? And so that's God's will. So uh, the sixth chapter of the book of Luke, we're going to start reading at verse 20 again. It says, and he lifted up his eyes on his disciples. Now, I want you to, to keep that in mind now, what's that saying there. He lifted up his eyes on his disciples. So from this point on, he's talking to his disciples, okay? It says, and said, blessed be ye poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are ye that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep now, for ye shall laugh. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you and when they shall separate you from their company and shall reproach you and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. But who woe unto you that are rich, for ye have received your consolation. Still, Again, talking to the disciples. Woe unto you that are full, for ye shall hunger. Woe unto you that laugh now, for ye shall mourn and weep. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. But I say unto you, which fear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. So 
here's the thing. So what we read up until that verse, talking to the poor, he's talking to the hungry, he's talking to those that are mourning, he's talking to those that are hated, you see that, and who are rejected, you see that. He's talking to them. Uh, why is he saying all of that? Why? Who is he talking to those people? In other words, they are suffering. They're going through some things in their personal life. They're hungry. They're they're sad about some things. Uh, They're poor, uh, and they are reproached. They are cast out. They are rejected by family members, by people who, who, you know, say they love them and things like that. So they are rejected. They're poor. They're hungry. They're sad. They got all of this stuff going on. Now, the Lord is setting that up for a reason. Look at what he says in verse 27. But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies. Do good to them which hate you. Now, isn't that something? Let's go and keep reading. Bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you. And unto him that smiteth thee on one the one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away the, thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. Now, why is it? It is very important that we realize the group of people that he is talking to. He is talking to the group of people that's poor. He's talking to a group of people that are hungry. He's talking to group of people that are hated, that are reproached, that are separated from other people, that are talked about and misunderstood. See that? He's, he's talking to sad people. and But he's turning around, right around and telling them, love your enemies. Do good to them. You see that? Which hate you. What is he saying? Get out of your feelings. Get out of self. See? Why is he? Why did he? Why did he start off with uh, letting us know the group of people that he was talking to? Those groups: the sad, the poor, the the hungry, the rejected, all of that. He he's he's letting us know, even when all of this stuff is going on in your life, that does not give you a right, love, to not do good to people. And listen, and not not just not to love, but not to not love your enemies. In other words, he's telling us all of that stuff that's going on in your life that's not good, you still have to have an attitude, I'm going to love my enemies. I'm going to do good to them that hate me, you know. In other words, you have to push past self. Now, here's the thing. It's, it's easy to love people and even... Uh, not so much of a challenge to love our enemies when things are going good in our lives. You see that? Everybody understand? In other words, it's, it's easy. It's easier to obey God's word when you're happy, when you feel like everybody's accepting you, when you feel like you got enough food in your refrigerator. In other words, when everything is going good, that's prime. You're prime now. Yeah, I'm going to love my enemies. I'm going to bless them that curse me. I'm going to, I am going to do unto others as I would have them to do unto me. But he's talking to some folks that's got some bad things going on. He's talking to some rejected people. 
He's talking to some people that's hungry, some people that's poor. He's talking to some sad people, some people that have been talked about. And he's telling them, listen, you still got to do what this word says do. It's not based on your feelings and what you and, and how you feel and what you're going through. In other words, when the devil is cutting up in your life in the morning, you're sad, you're hungry, you're rejected, you have to still push past flesh. In other words, don't make your what you're going through the center of your attention. Now, that is the key to doing unto others as you would have them to do unto you. In other words, think about this. If you are hungry, if you are poor, now he's talking to people that's poor. He said, give unto them which would ask, which give unto all that ask it of thee. He's talking to poor people. He's talking to hungry people. You know what? It would be so easy if, when somebody have a need and they come to you for you to say, you know what? I barely got enough. I, you know, I'm 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 in the welfare line myself. I'm I'm barely making it. But you ever stop to think that God blesses you when you're not in self? In other words, when you got a sandwich and you're willing to cut that sandwich in half to help somebody else, you see that? You ever stop and think that's where your blessing come in at? You see? But if the devil has your attention on you, because listen, as long as as long as you are built that way, as long as you are that way where if things are going bad in your life, you ain't got time for anybody else. I don't want to talk to anybody else. I don't want to be a blessing to anybody else. As long as that's your mindset in this life, then the devil will always make sure. And if that's all it takes for you to keep the focus on you, then the devil will always make sure that the focus is on you. He will always make sure something is going on in your life to get to have your attention, attention off of do unto others as you have them to do unto you. So think about that. If you're sitting on the side of somebody and you're hungry and you have a, 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 a sandwich and you know they're hungry, but you're hungry as well, and all, that's all you got. And that's all they have is a sandwich. Wouldn't, if you're hungry, wouldn't it be in your mind to, you know, wouldn't it be in your mind, well, I wish they would share you know, I wish they would share. Why? Well, you think about it. You don't have to eat a whole sandwich to be satisfied. So at least you can have two satisfied people instead of one full person. You see that? God has blessed us. God has blessed you with something. It's definitely you, you have something to contribute. You see that? So you can't just shun people because in your mind it's not enough. You know why? Because if that's your mindset, if you got $2, and you feel like somebody needs, uh, you know, and somebody asks you for something, and you, and and you feel like well, two dollars isn't enough, and your mindset isn't, you know, what I got two dollars, I give you one of them. Then if you have two million dollars, your mindset will be the same. Uh, two million dollars isn't enough, you know, so I'm I'm not gonna give you half of what I got. You see that? In other words, a selfish person is a selfish person. It doesn't matter if they have two dollars or two million dollars. You see that? If you can't help people where you are now, then what what is God's motivation to bless you uh, so that you can be a blessing later on? And many people use that excuse, well, if I had more, I would give. No, you wouldn't. No, you sure wouldn't. You see that? Because if you, if you can't be trusted with a small amount, God can't trust you with a great amount either. You see that? And so it, it, it is time for us as believers to get out of self and quit focusing on, 
what's going on in our lives. And, you know, at some point, and I believe we ought to pray for one another, but at some point we have to get to the place where we're asking people, what do you need prayer about? Not just calling up people and texting them all the time, asking them, will y'all please pray for me? Yeah, that's fine, but you know what? You ought to also ask, and what can I pray for you about? What you know? How can I pray for you? Do you need prayer? You see that? We we have to get out of self. Quit thinking that we're the only. Listen, everybody's going through something. Everybody's going through something. What makes you think that when you're going through your stuff, that you're the only one, and everybody's just supposed to form a prayer circle around you? You see, everybody's going through something, and so we we all need prayer, and so. That, this is to help us to get out of self. You know, while you're praying for somebody else, God can answer your prayer. You see that? But but I'm, I'm telling you, uh, the body of Christ, uh, uh, believers, is so full of selfish people and people that are into themselves and just focused on self. And, you know, they and, and then people feel like they have a right to disregard the needs of others you know, to disregard what other people have going on just because they're going through something. And I'm telling you, you will be an ineffective believer if you're that person. You make yourself the center of the universe, the center of attention, and ain't nobody got it worse than you. And then even when you know you're around some people that's going through some things in your mind, well, they still don't have it worse than me. They still ain't, you know, I, you know and folks will think that way. You haven't been through what I've been through. You you have to quit making yourself a victim of what the devil has brought into your life or what has happened in your past. I'm telling you, and I, and I just have to flat out tell you, victims are, are automatically selfish. And when people have a victim's mentality and they can make themselves victims, in, you know, of, of whatever their past, hey, we've all gone, got a past. We've all been hurt. We, but some of us have just chose not to hold on to it. You see that? And so if you're one of those people, you can make yourself a victim. You're going to constantly, that, that's the whole point, is the devil's keeping you in that selfish mode. You see that? You have to come out of that victim's mentality. Woe is me, and ain't nobody had it worse than me, and I've been through this, and I've struggled. and I, Hey, we all have. I, I can promise you, we, we all have gone through something. But some of us choose to move on so that we can be used by God. You see that? And so... As long as you are a victim, you won't have a mind to help anybody else. Because in your mind, everybody's supposed to be helping me. You know, woe is me. You see, all attention. And let me tell you something. When you make yourself a victim, you've made yourself a god. That's really what that's really what victimhood is. It's really idolatry. And the idol is self. The god of self. You see that? And I think we preached the message on that. But we have to be careful. You know. Even in our hunger, even in our loneliness and our sadness, even in our being talked about and our being reproached and being poor, whatever the case is, even in all of that, God expects us to move beyond that in our thought process and think about others. He expects us to love our enemies, to do good to them that hate us, to bless them that curse us, and pray for them that despitefully use you. He didn't say that uses you, but despitefully uses you. In other words, with malice. They're using you with malice. And I'm telling you, if you're one of those people that, that you can't push past self, and you know somebody's been spiteful towards you, 
you would be tempted to, to be spiteful towards them, to have malice towards them, and to think, you know what, ain't nobody gave you nothing. About you. you know, that that is the thought process of, of those that are into self. Ain't nobody, you know, it, it will be based on what somebody else have done for me. You, you know, when I was down and out, ain't nobody did anything for me. Or I'm down and out now, and ain't nobody doing anything for me. So why do I need to do anything for anybody else? Well, let's read. Verse 30, it says, Give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. In other words, this is not based on what other people have done to you. Your response to people is not based on what other people have done to you or how they've responded to you when you asked or, you know, whatever, whenever you were down or still down. Your response is based on, and that's the whole center of this message here, your response to people, giving, loving, whatever, your response to them is based on how you would want people to respond to you what you would love to happen for you. It, it doesn't say give according, you know, to, to do unto others as people have done unto you. It says do unto others as you would have them. In other words, what your desire is in the situation would be in the situation, that's the way you're supposed to be. You see that? As you would have them to do unto you, do unto others. You see that? That's what this is based on. And that's what you have to, that's the way you have to operate, not, based on your past of people and how they treated you. And, you know, when I asked to borrow some money, nobody gave it to me, so I went out and got two jobs. And if I can work two jobs, other people can work them too. And, you know, that's all foolishness. Do unto others as you would have them. And this is not also not going off of people's their history. Well, if they hadn't did this, then they wouldn't be in this situation. Or if they had just took my advice, so no, I'm not going. No, that's not what the word says. <laughs> It says put yourself in a situation, and, you know, in other words, put yourself in their shoes. It's not telling you and, and take the ride to get there that they took to get there. Well, if you know, if I had somebody that gave me this advice, I would have took it, and then I wouldn't have been there. That's not what it's saying. You're already broke, in other words. It don't tell you to go down memory lane of what caused them to be broke. You're already poor. You see that? In other words, it, it, so... Right now, you don't have any money. Forget about how you got to the point where you don't have any food in your refrigerator. Right now, you don't have any food. So what would you want people to do for you if you didn't have any food? That's, that's what it's telling us to pay attention to. Do unto others. You see that? And look at verse 31. And as you would have, as you would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. In other words, in the same manner. So even so, let's say, for instance, you're one of those people, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and give. You've asked, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give it. This is saying this, the, not just the giving, but the attitude behind it. You don't want to make a show out of what you're doing for people. Would you want, if you were down and out, would you want other people to know that you were down and out? Would you want, you, see, you have to think along the lines of what other people are going through. Would you want the, to, to feel the embarrassment? You know, would want somebody else to blow their trumpet, you know, and lift up a sound, and you know that they're they're helping uh, you. Well, so if you don't want that, then you have to do you you don't want to do that as well. You have to love people. You have to love them where they are, and love them enough not to put their situation out there when you uh, you know when you do do for them. 
You see that? You, you really have to love people. Let's just keep reading here. Verse 32, for if you love them which love you, what thank have ye for what? Sinners also love those that love them. You see that? And so what is the Lord letting us know? First of all, we had to point this out, that, he, that he's differentiating between sinners and these people that he's talking to. So, no, we're not all sinners. We're not, and, and no, we're, the Bible don't say that we're sinners saved by grace. We were sinners. And if we're saved by grace, we're no longer sinners. You see that? Now, this is another scripture that backs that out, but God does not consider everybody in this earth sinners. We are not. If you are saved by grace, you are not a sinner. And he's letting you know sinners what sinners do. And who is he talking to? We pointed that out at the beginning. Disciples. If you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, that means that you are like him. The question is, was Jesus Christ a sinner? No, he wasn't. So if he was not a sinner and you are his disciple, then you're supposed to be like him. You're not supposed to be a, a sinner either. See? So look at what he's saying. For if you love them which love you, what thanks have you? For sinners also love those that love them. So that is the mode that a lot of people are in. If you love me, I'm going to love you. If you do for me, I'm going to do for you. If if I'm in a good mood, and you know, it's based on the mood. And so that in itself is still selfish because I'm still only doing for you because of what you're doing for me. You see that? So that's the impure love. That's that selfish love where I'm only doing this because I perceive that you love me. So I'm going to love you, see? So what what does the disciples of the Lord Jesus do? We go out and we love people even when they are unlovable, even when they are, are in a place where they're not returning that love. What we're doing, in other words, what we are doing for others is not based on what they can do for us. You see that? And, I, and I'm going to tell you, just flat out, even in marriage, I've heard people over the years, even just from a little boy, you know, talk about marriage and say, you know, well, they they need to be willing to bring something to the table. Now, right away, even when I was a little boy, I knew that that was wrong. If you're marrying somebody because of what they could bring to the table, then as soon as they stop bringing it to the table, in other words, if, if your love for somebody is based on conditions, the devil's going to make sure those conditions aren't met at some point. You see that? You can't marry people based on, quote, unquote, what they bring to the table. Uh, you know, based on what they can do for you. That's that's a selfish love. Now, I believe if a person loves you, they're going to do what they're supposed to do. But our, as believers, our minds have to be renewed. The world thinks that way. You know, in, in the world, millionaires marry millionaires because they're all scared that somebody's going to want to take the little bit of money that they got. And what's crazy is they, they spend a lifetime fighting for something that they're going to have to leave behind and still face God about what they did with it. You see that? So you can't love people the way that, that the world, you can't love based on the world's way of love and then have a, a right relationship with God. So let, let's, let's get out of that. Let's make sure, you see that, let's make sure that we are walking in a pure love towards people, that we are, whatever we do, there's purity behind it. That's, that is the crux of this message. We have to make sure that there is purity behind what we do. It's not to show off. It's not because 
you know, a lot of times, a lot of times the things that we do for people is really an investment to ourselves. In other words, if I do this for you, then I should be able to to depend on you later on when I'm in a slump. That's what makes people get offended when they've done something for someone and then they, they have a need and then they go to that very same person and that person don't fulfill that need. That That's what makes them get offended at that. You see that? And usually that's the way it goes. If I do something something for you, then later on, it, you know, it's just I'm just putting money in the account, basically. And, and uh, later on, when I need it, then you'll have it to give to me. That's not that's not the word of God. You see that we're supposed to do things strictly because of love, the love that we have, just uh, that God flows through us. Because listen, God's love. When you have God's love, it's an unconditional love. You see, it, it, it is an unconditional love, and it just flows. It's, it don't, it's not forced. It's not, you listen, when God's love is there, there is no burden. You see that? God's love, let me make this clear. God's love takes away the burden of loving people. Everybody understand? God's love takes away, if you are burdened, to, if you feel burdened to have to love and it's a struggle for you, to love people who you feel like don't like you or who have used you or to do things for people and, and, and all of If that's a burden to you, then you don't have God's love. God's love takes away that burden. It, it puts the burden on God. And so let's pray and ask God for more of his love, to be, to be like him, to renew our minds in this area so that we can do unto others as we would have them to do unto us, so that we can walk this Christian walk with ease. And what I mean when I say with ease, I mean it's not a struggle just to love. It's not a struggle uh, and it's not a burden to us to, to do for people. And and we're not offended and we're not sitting back taking note of what all they've done for us before we do for them. Let, let's, let's get more of God's love on the inside of us and get more of God, really, so that we can do these things, you know, because when when, when we love God, then it's easy to follow his word. So let's let's ask God for more of his love so that we can do unto others, you see, the way that, that the way that we're supposed to. Amen. Let's pray now. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the word that you've spoken to us, Lord. And we pray that you will open up the ears of your people so that they can hear what you've said, Lord. And I ask that you will allow it to be planted in their hearts, Lord. And I ask that you will uproot any bitterness, any malice, any anger any unforgiveness, Lord, and I ask that you will help us to follow your word, Lord, even when we don't feel like it, even when we don't see the benefits of it, Lord, help us to follow your word just because it's your word and help us to love people and to do unto others, Lord, according to your word. We thank you in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right, so we want to say thank you all for joining us. We ask that you will continue to uh, watch these messages, continue to also share them with others, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you of how this message has been a blessing to you, and uh, we look forward to bringing you more of God's word in the future. Have a blessed day.